Hey there, welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. I like to talk health and well-being Mondays and Thursdays. If you're new or indeed if you're not, if you're a returning listener, you're most welcome. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with me. Delighted to have you on board. There are over 300 episodes in the Happy Habit Archive. Feel free to peruse some of those great interviews and lots of reviews of some really good self-help books, another of which I have lined up for today. But before I dive into that, please like, subscribe and share news of this podcast with people out there in your life, in your work or in your sports club who you think might get value from some of the great and interesting topics in the Happy Habit Archive. And if you have the time, we'd really appreciate if you'd give the podcast a positive review. It helps the podcast reach more people just like your good self. Happiness or contentedness is a state of mind that requires constant work. It's not that instantly acquired mythical state that exists at the click of one's fingers and is enjoyed endlessly forever. No, it's the result of daily application in the form of habits, practices and rituals that we deploy in spite of life's hardships, woes and challenges. The more often we strive for happiness in the face of life's events that would ordinarily suppress our mood, the greater the chance we have of enjoying enhanced mood despite our troubles and live a positive life. Nate Nichols' book, How to Be Happy Every Single Day, gives us uh, many ways to boost our personal levels of happiness. It incorporates not just habits, but beliefs that enable us to experience a life steeped in joy and happiness. While everyone strives for and chases happiness, the truth is cliched, but no less true because of it. Happiness can only ever come from within. If you get nothing else from this episode, dwell on that one truth. Ultimately, you derive your own happiness. There are, yes, external factors that can and will ameliorate your ability to achieve your levels of happiness. But at the end of the day, all of these factors are reliant on your internal perception of yourself, your world and your mindset's approach to your own state of happiness. The author was at one point himself a pessimist to the core, so he preaches of his happiness habits from a place of authority. As we are aware, on this podcast, habits are fundamental actions that we take on a regular basis that allow us to instill new, desirable behaviours that over time allow us to become better versions of ourselves. When we deploy habits that bring about behavioural change, we feel a powerful sense of self-control and this instills in us a contentedness or happiness. When introducing a new habit or behaviour into our lives, it's crucial we do so with purpose. We must have a reason why we're adopting this new behaviour. Because without a why, we are aimless and our commitment to the cause will wane. But when a why is held front and centre in our minds on a daily basis, our commitment is steadfast and the chances of our adopting our long-term new behaviour change rockets, as does our sense of control and our happiness. The author, I'm glad to say, holds the same opinion as myself when it comes to when a change in behaviour or new habit should be adopted. 
Many people choose the first day of the new year or the first day of a new week or month to begin. But he asks, why not start today instead of putting these necessary and desired changes off? Start right now if you are truly committed to change and to your happiness. If you wanted to lose weight and knew a healthy diet and exercise would get you there, then why would you postpone that goal for a second longer? So to help, write down your why and post it somewhere you will read it on a daily basis and take action on your why today. If you want to be happier, you have to guide your eyes and mind towards seeing that the glass is half full at every available opportunity. The more appreciative you are of your life, the more grateful you are for every tiny little thing that you have, the more you will experience positive emotions that support your happiness. The cynics among you will be rolling your eyes right now, thinking he's regurgitating the same old, same old. Be grateful, blah, blah, blah. Glass half full, blah, blah. You'll be happy, blah. But as I've said before, think about your current state. If you're currently a negative person, it's because you have chosen to endorse that mindset. Whether you're conscious of that fact or not, you have engaged in negative internal dialogue, plus often negative external chatter, whereby you are always criticizing, moaning, complaining and critiquing about every problem you witness and experience personally. You have ingrained in your own mind a negative glass half empty mindset through repetition of negative thoughts tens of thousands of times. If this is you, you have already proven that you are incredibly efficient at adopting habits, albeit negative. Now all you have to do is alter your beliefs, your mindset, your actions and substitute positive beliefs for those negative ones. What have you to lose? Remember, many people err on the side of negativity out of a need to protect themselves. It's a self-defensive response with its origins in the jungle thousands of years ago when we could have at any moment ended up being a wild animal's dinner. But those threats no longer exist. However, today we still have the same brain circuitry and we respond to modern day threats in our everyday lives by being on edge and embracing a negative mindset. Okay, so to happiness habit number one, start your day on a positive note. Be grateful for 10 things in your life right now. Indeed, write them down. This is so powerful and it's so easy to do. Many, many people would swap their lives for yours today because of what you enjoy right now. So list what you have and enjoy in your life today. Number two, see the positives in every situation. This is a crucial step in reframing the undesirable events in our lives. Focus on the lessons you can learn from a negative situation. Often we see negative situations as a wound inflicted upon us. We didn't ask for this. We resent its presence in our lives. We want rid of it immediately and we never think to consider it may in fact offer us a learning experience. But when we take time to stand back from the event, we can absolutely learn from its occurrence. Number three, dispense with focusing on not having enough. When we focus on what we don't have, we develop a scarcity mindset. We emphasize the lacking of our lives. 
Look, we already are aware that we don't have X or Y. Why reiterate it and obsess over it repeatedly? Instead, focus on what you have and on abundance. Visualize abundance. Dispense with thoughts that are based on limitations. Number four, the author suggests we really enjoy the little things in life if we are to experience more happiness. And the more frequently we do this, the more moments of joy and happiness we knit together throughout our day. It could be something as simple as the sun on your skin on a sunny day, a warm blanket, a cup of tea. Appreciate the little things. Acknowledge them. Don't take them for granted. The fifth habit is that of practicing discomfort. A classic way of doing this on demand is to take a cold shower. But you can replicate a feeling of discomfort by doing many little things that you wouldn't ordinarily do willingly. Push your boundaries. The author tells us to slow down and disconnect. He's not a fan of social media and that constant urge to share every aspect of our lives with followers online. Instead, live in the real world and devote your focus to family and friends in your immediate presence and enjoy this precious time with them. Divest yourself of those digital distractions. Number seven, giving is shown to boost your levels of happiness. But the key to remember is when you're giving, you are doing so with no strings attached. In other words, you're not expecting something in return. Giving happiness leads to more happiness. In order to do this successfully, one needs to switch one's focus from me to you. When you can give to others or help others in some way, this boosts your self-esteem and your happiness. So offer to help other people more often. You could, you could shower your partner with attention for an entire day or compliment a stranger, which will make their day. You could also be more generous with your time by volunteering with a local charity. It takes very little to be generous in this way. And two people benefit from one person's generosity, the giver, you, and the receiver, them. Number eight, focus on activities that bring you the most happiness. To do this, simply list those activities you like and those you don't. You might love cooking, but hate cleaning, for example. Making more time for the things you love to do will boost your levels of happiness. And one way of doing less of the things you don't like is possibly using delegation or rewarding yourself with an activity you love doing immediately after an activity you don't love doing. Number nine, stillness is key to happiness. When we are always rushing through life, we fail to appreciate the little things. And this robs us of a sense of here and now. One excellent way of slowing down is that of meditation, literally sitting still and focusing on one's breath for as little as a couple of minutes a day. Another way of stilling our minds is to focus on the present moment instead of being dragged into the different time frames of yesterday and tomorrow. You will never find happiness in the past or the future. But this requires us to monitor our thoughts such that we don't get pulled away from the present moment. Again, focusing on the breath is a key as it brings us back to the here and now every single time. Happiness is a way of being present here and now. In addition, we achieve stillness by acknowledging any negative thoughts or emotions and simply letting them go. 
Acknowledge fear and anger, but allow them to drift away. Counting to ten in a heated moment can really take the heat out of any charged moment. But we can only do this if we are observing our thoughts and emotions instead of being a victim of them. Number 10. Self-acceptance is a happiness habit people have trouble practicing, but when they master it, they supercharge their ability to find and maintain a state of mental happiness. We practice self-acceptance by being kind to ourselves, by not berating ourselves for slip-ups or mistakes we have made. Make a list of your strengths, your wins. Dispense with being judgmental and list all the things you do well and accept you for you. Practice being resilient. Remember this truth. Happy people have problems too. They don't just let their problems dominate their happiness though. It's that simple. So get back on that horse and as soon as you can and in spite of what troubles you may have, dispense of the negative thinking and negative thoughts in response to your problems. Because they don't solve your problems any sooner, they simply drag down your happiness. Happiness habit number 11. Refuse to accept other people's standards. So coming to other people's standards means sacrificing your own standards and allowing someone else to dictate to you about your life, your values and desires. This is a surefire way to be unhappy and is the opposite of practicing self-acceptance. Number 12. Spend more time re-energizing yourself by being surrounded by the right people. People who support you, encourage you, lift you up. People who are being positive, people who bring positive energy into your life. You can also spend time with mentors, either in person, or use the internet to glean precious advice and lessons via podcasts, books, videos, etc. Andrew Huberman, the neuroscientist and podcaster, is an online mentor for me, although I've never met him. Another is the body coach Joe Wicks, who I'm glad to say I met recently in Dublin after having interviewed him online last year. These people inspire me and boost my happiness, as well as teach me invaluable lessons about living. Now, in the second part of the book, the author lists a series of beliefs which can help boost our levels of happiness when we adopt them on a daily basis. Beliefs, as we know, are key. They are thoughts that shape our reality and affect us on a subconscious level. As I said earlier, we are all either thinking and believing negative thoughts or positive thoughts. Either way, you're doing one or the other already. So why not choose to adopt positive happiness-promoting beliefs instead of your current negative beliefs that are only limiting your happiness and quality of life? Reject being a pessimist by choosing your thoughts and beliefs. Boost your self-esteem and accept yourself in the process. The first belief is to believe that you are content with what you have, especially from a material possession standpoint. Remember, possessions don't bring happiness, despite what retailers would have us believe. Experience with loved ones and friends bring happiness. The second belief is that we should never take anything for granted, because this means we continually appreciate them, and we continue to recognize how lucky we are to have these in our lives. A powerful exercise to stop you taking things for granted is to simply imagine your life without them any longer. Belief number three, 
is to live now, not in the past or the future. This takes our focus to the present moment and allows us to appreciate what we have right here and right now. Life is what's happening today, so don't diminish it by ignoring it for the sake of wandering backwards in time or forwards to the future. The fourth belief centres on every problem in life being a learning opportunity. If you want to be happier in life, you absolutely completely need to learn how to deal with inevitable problems by having the right beliefs about them. Reframe your problems by extracting from them what you can learn. Instead of throwing a tantrum and ranting about life's injustices, complaining will get you nowhere. It's not productive and will make you unhappy. So alter your approach to your problems, maintain your happiness in times of adversity, and you will become a truly happy person. In addition, reframe problems by seeing something good in bad situations. When I get stuck at a red light, for example, I reframe this as a chance to pause in my busy day. Belief number five. Obstacles are there for a reason. They're there to test us and show us just how much we want something. They're there to make us stronger. As the saying goes, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. Belief number six. Negative thoughts are experienced by everyone. The difference is what we do with these thoughts. Remember that negative thoughts offer you nothing but the chance to lower your mood and obliterate your happiness. No amount of moaning will ever change anything. The key to putting an end to negative thoughts is to instill in yourself the belief that negative thoughts are at their essence totally unproductive and the worst way for you to spend your life. Belief number seven is an old belief, but it is centered around, I think, therefore I am. In other words, you are what you think about. In that, what you think about consumes you. It dictates your emotions and your moods. So when it comes to negative thoughts, you don't have to be your negative thoughts. Thoughts are just thoughts. You can choose to replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts every single time. Ask yourself this, if you loved yourself truly, would you allow yourself to be plagued by negative or worrisome thoughts? Choose positive thoughts and by extension, choose self-love. And following on from this, choose the eighth belief that you are unique. Cherish your strengths and remind yourself of your wins. Indeed, ask friends and family what your good points are if you need help to outline what they are. Belief number nine is this, that you can achieve anything you want to. Every great achievement in human history stemmed from an individual belief in it by a person who believed in themselves first. Just think about that. So belief in oneself and the power of it has been proven over and over again in history. Believers don't give up and they push through obstacles. Belief number ten I only grow beyond my comfort zone. The happiest people are those who are living outside of their safety zone, in a place that tests their boundaries and allows them to grow and learn about themselves in new situations. Believing this will allow you to embrace new growth and learning opportunities and enhance your life and happiness in the process. In other words, face your fears. Belief number 11 involves how to deal with negative people. 
Remember, what people say is only their opinion. It is not fact. So don't take personally something someone says that may be deemed as a criticism of you. They are entitled to their opinion. But remember, they are also entitled to be wrong. Opinions aren't facts. When we remember this, our mood is not negatively affected where it might have previously been in the past. Belief number 12. We don't have to tolerate other people's negativity. There may come a point when we have to remove ourselves from the company of people who are so negative that we deem them to be toxic to our happiness. It seems drastic, but why should our happiness be affected by someone else's negative mindset? Belief number 13. It's an important one. You don't have to fix the world. It's not your job to fix things or convince other people of what is right or wrong. Look after yourself. That is enough. Some further beliefs that are hugely transformative in this book include always try to become a better person and the belief that I am responsible for everything that happens in my life and that good things don't come necessarily to those who wait. In other words, take action now. Get out there and make things happen yourself. This is a book with lots of common sense advice and reminders that we are architects of our own happiness in how we think, in what we believe, the emotions we experience, and through the actions we take. The lessons in this book encompass taking control of our lives and being aware of how we talk to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, and the role we play in creating our own happiness, or indeed unhappiness. If you want to be happy, you must choose to adopt uplifting habits multiple times every single day. Happiness doesn't just fall into your lap, just like misery doesn't just fall into your lap. It's a way of life, it's a habit, it's a practice, it's a daily ritual. It's deceptively easy but requires constant application, as does having a negative mindset. Ultimately, though, happiness is a choice. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe and share the podcast with people in your life. And if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a positive review. Until next time, stay happy. Music